So what exactly is the Equality Act, and why is it so dangerous? It's time for The Line of Fire with your host, activist, author, international speaker, and theologian, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Michael Brown is the director of the Coalition of Conscience and president of Fire School of Ministry. Get into The Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. You know, there are times in American history when there are decisions made by the courts or by Congress or presidential actions that really affect America and that really affect us on a generational level and that are not just abstract concerns but real-life issues with real-life consequences. And, and we're in one of those moments now as there is an effort to pass the Equality Act and I would say the vast majority of Americans don't really know what it's about. So we brought on an expert to discuss it with you today. This is Michael Brown. Welcome to the Line of Fire. Number to call, 866-34-TRUTH, 866-348-7884. Couldn't think of a better person to speak with about this than Matt Staver. He is the senior pastor as well as founder and chairman of Liberty Council. He has over 300 published legal opinions. He has argued cases before the Supreme Court, and he's been sounding the alarm about the Equality Act. So, Matt, welcome back to the Line of Fire. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Dr. Brown. Good to be with you. So let's start right here. Why now? Why this effort to push this bill at this time? Well, the Democrats in the House tried to do this in 2019, but it got stopped in the Senate because the Republicans controlled the Senate, and it got stop there. Now with the new Congress, the 117th Congress, where they barely control the House and have a one-vote majority in the Senate, this has been their top priority. And so this has been on their agenda uh, since the election, and this is coming forth, and the House is rushing this through. They may have a vote by the end of Thursday, and then it goes over to the Senate. The margin of, of votes in the House are going to be very, very close, because there's a very small margin of Democrats over Republicans in the House. But in the Senate, we have a greater opportunity to be able to stop it there because you still have what's called the filibuster rule, needing 60 votes in the Senate in order to get to the ultimate vote. But what we do know from our offices and, and our staff in D.C. is that the Democrats are trying to come up with a procedure whereby they can append it at the end of a long day after the reconciliation bill on the budget to simply a voice vote and rush it through. So that will be in the Senate next week. All right. So it's called the Equality Act. Americans are pro-equality. We should want to support equality. And, and yet on your website on lc.org, you call it an extreme threat to religious freedom, speech, privacy, and women's rights. So First, why is it called the Equality Act, and then why is it so dangerous? Well, they like to misname things, and so everybody's wanting to be equality in nature, and so that's why they named it that way. But there's nothing equality or about this particular bill. If it was really about equality, the bill would not exclude for the very first time the Federal Religious Freedom Restoration Act. It would not include churches, places of worship, synagogues, churches, mosques, religiously affiliated schools, 
All of those are included with no opportunity to bring the federal law known as the Religious Freedom Restoration Act as a defense. So you can see what they're elevating. They're elevating LGBTQ and abortion, by the way, way above and, frankly, eliminating religious freedom as a claim or a defense. So there's nothing equal or equality about this bill. In addition to this, and we can go into some more specifics because it's very shocking, frankly, in terms of the breadth of this bill, it literally puts the tentacles of the federal government into every corner of our lives, and I'm not exaggerating that by a, a, a bit. It is an incredible expansion of the federal government into every area of our lives, pushing both LGBTQ, and I want to talk about that in a minute, and abortion. All right, let, let's start with abortion because we're not hearing that as much with regard to the Equality Act. I think some people understand the issue. Let's, let's say, for example, you've got a man who wants to teach in a nursery school, but he identifies as a woman and he, he comes in, say, wearing a, a dress and he has a beard. I'm going to just paint an extreme case here. And a school should be able to say, you know, actually, that would be confusing for the children. That, that won't work. Well, no, that, that would be illegal. That would be considered discriminatory. We'll, we'll come to, to those issues, but how does this tie in specifically with abortion? Well, it specifically uh, says that it applies to pregnancy, childbirth, or a related medical condition. So that's everything from conception through birth or anything related, any kind of provision of medical treatment, in the area of pregnancy, childbirth, or any related condition has to have equal treatment, meaning that if a gynecologist is treating women for pregnancy or other kinds of child-related issues, then that gynecologist, that hospital, that medical provider, that pharmacist who's dispensing drugs will now have to provide the drugs, the treatment, these surgeries for abortion. It's not only that, but it would also apply to federal funding of abortion. So this really puts abortion as a federal right, as well as federal funding as a federal right in this Equality Act. Now, recent Supreme Court decisions seem to push back against this, that say uh, you have a company and your insurance policy, you would be required to provide various abortion-related benefits for an employee, and Supreme Court ruled in favor of religious liberty there and and said you don't have to do that. So would this reverse what the Supreme Court has done? Yes, because in that particular case, the Hobby Lobby case relied upon the Federal Religious Freedom Restoration Act of 1993 that was passed overwhelmingly by virtually every Democrat and Republican independent in both the House and Senate, signed into law by Democrat President Bill Clinton in 1993. It's never been touched. It's been a very powerful law. When Hobby Lobby got forced to provide abortion-inducing drugs and devices, they filed suit using the Federal Religious Freedom Restoration Act, and they won at the Supreme Court 5-4. to four. Also last year, in the Bostock decision with regards to particularly the funeral home case, where you had exactly the situation to mm-hmm. some extent that you described about somebody who was a biological male, wanted to come to work now as a woman and, and greet people in this very somber uh, place of the funeral home, the Christian owner said no. That would interrupt the environment. That particular case, they won in the lower court 
using the Federal Religious Freedom Restoration Act. But inexplicably, when they got to the U.S. Supreme Court, I don't know why, they dropped the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Justice Gorsuch and the majority wrote yep. that had you brought the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, it's a super statute. You likely would have won. Uh, for some reason, they dropped it. So what this law does is say that the Federal Religious Freedom Restoration Act of 1993 does not apply to any claim or defense. So Congress can actually adopt a law, which they did in 1993, a very strong religious freedom law, bipartisan. But a subsequent particular Congress can say, we're either going to repeal it or we're not going to allow it to apply in these cases. And so that's what this bill does. It cannot be applied under the uh, Equality Act. And the Equality Act involves lots and lots and lots of federal bills. It's not just employment and public accommodations. It's a lot of federal bills. So it really is going to gut religious freedom as a claim of defense in a wide variety of situations. So, in other words, this would not just be a situation where you have a Christian-owned secular business, so the owner happens to be a Christian, but it's a secular business. Are you saying that this could literally affect a a Christian school or a a Christian Bible store or something like that, bookstore, that that even if it's Christian-owned and Christian in nature, that, that, that there would be no barrier? You're discriminating. How, how far could this actually go? Yes, all places of worship, that's churches, synagogues, mosques, religiously affiliated schools, private schools, from pre-K to college and beyond, and even in the daycare or the child care facilities, all of that is covered. And if you are non-compliant, not only are you subject to lawsuits from the United States Attorney General, but also private lawsuits, but... We know in the past that a particular college some years ago had a discriminatory policy with regards to interracial dating. They ended up losing their tax-exempt status over that. So what you cannot do legally respecting race, and here's the key, you cannot do legally respecting LGBTQ under this bill. So if you say, oh, we have, uh, we're not going to allow men to use the restroom, we're not going to allow boys to sleep with the girls in an overnight mission trips or sporting event or something like that. That would be like saying, we're not going to allow you to sleep with the this, these white, white people because you're African-American. We're not allowing you to go into this restroom or the shower because your skin color doesn't match what we want. So if you do that to anybody who's LGBTQ, and Q is incredibly broad, yep. that means you violate this and you will lose your tax-exempt status and for colleges and other schools, accreditation. Because if you lose your accreditation, it's a death now to college and universities. Students can't get student loans, and most graduate schools will not accept an undergraduate degree from an unaccredited undergraduate uh, college or university. Right. And, and friends, we're, we're speaking with an attorney now. Matt's a Christian leader, but he's not speaking as a TV evangelist. He's speaking as an attorney. The, these, This is not hyperbole. This is not Chicken Little saying that the sky is falling. These are real issues that are being faced. We're going to unpack this more after the break. But, Matt, we've got one minute before the break. What's the first thing someone needs to do right now while it's still day, while we still have the opportunity? Well, we have a a website, lc.org forward slash HR5, and we have a lot of information there. You can fax, you can do a petition, you can call your legislators, and all that information is there. Do all of those, 
and let other people know because the vote in the House will probably be before the end of the day tomorrow, Thursday. It's going to be very, very close. Every vote counts, which means every voice listening counts. And then when it goes over to the Senate, that I pray is the firewall, but that's going to be a very tough battle there as well. This is a five-alarm fire drill, if you will. I mean, this is exceptionally serious, and I don't want somebody to say, well, someone else can do it, or my legislator is going to vote the other way. There's no point in me acting. Make the call and make the call to as many as you can. All right, friends, we're, we're going to sound this fire alarm as loudly as we can and then break down some specifics when we come back with Matt Staber. Blast this video out widely, friends. Share it, lc.org forward slash HR5. Take action now. The Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Get into the Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Here's the way Attorney Matt Staver summarizes things loudly and clearly regarding the Equality Act. What you cannot do legally respecting race, you will not be able to do legally respecting LGBT. For example, churches and religious colleges are subject to the federal law respecting racial discrimination. Those churches and religious schools that have policies segregating people on the basis of race, such as separate restrooms, restrooms would violate the current law and lose tax-exempt status, and schools would also lose accreditation. Without accreditation, schools are not able to receive student loans, and on and on. I just shared that before the break. Friends, go to lc.org forward slash HR5. Uh, Matt, You've been involved in key cases having to do with uh, someone being able to get counseling if they're struggling with same-sex attraction and want professional counseling, different cities in America, states trying to shut this down. You've been on the front lines of that, but, but this ties in with this whole idea of equating sexual orientation or gender identity confusion with race. In other words, you're born that way, you can't change. This is innate and immutable. Now this is trying to push this legally across America. Is that a fair statement? Yes, it is. In fact, uh, this particular bill also will ban counselors from providing and clients of any age, not just minors, from receiving any counsel, even though the client wants this counsel and begs for this counsel, to overcome unwanted same-sex attractions, desires, or behaviors. That will be illegal nationally under this particular Equality Act. Additionally, the bill actually defines the word Q, and this is incredibly expansive. Mm. We understand, you know, L is for lesbian, and G, gay, and bisexual, and transgender is the person who either wants to dress as uh, opposite sex or even identify and even have hormones and surgeries to appear as the opposite sex. But in Q... That either stands for questioning, somebody doesn't really know, or in this case, the bill actually defines it as queer. Mm -hmm. That's the word that Q, it says in LGBTQ, is queer. Now, what is queer? That is anything in addition to the universe covered by LGBT, and that would include all of the paraphilias, including a paraphilia called 
sometimes today by new terminology, minor attracted individuals, which is a pedophilia. So in this particular situation, think of this. Within the church context, whether it's a daycare or school, and now you've got somebody that says that I'm part of the LGBTQ. I have a philia because I'm a minor attracted individual. The church or the school takes action and says, no, you can't work with these young people. You can't be the teacher. You can't be the daycare worker, etc. That's a violation as much as if the church were to say, no, you can't do that because your skin color is not the right skin color um, that they want. So this is incredibly expansive. It not only applies to employment, but a lot of other areas as well, including if you have a single room in your house and your basement, for example, you have a location near a college and you want to rent that out to a college student, this all applies to you. Never been that expansive before. And also, it applies to a meeting. Before, you'd say, well, you know, public accommodations, I get that. It's a restaurant. And the classic example is a restaurant's not going to allow somebody to come in because of their skin color. It's an identifiable skin color. It's an identifiable location. But here, there's no identity as to what the cue is. It is anything because it also includes actual or perceived or a perception or a belief, even if that belief is not accurate. So somebody can allege that you had a perception or a belief, and you'd have to put yourself on the defense and say, I had no such idea. I, I didn't take any action because of that. And they can allege, no, it, it, it's something in your belief. They can also allege that you took action because of somebody's association with a person in the past. They don't qualify for LGBTQ, but for some reason you take some action uh, regarding them, and they say, well, I know you did it because I have associated with somebody who's LGBTQ in the past. But more than that, Dr. Brown, it doesn't limit it as it relates to public accommodation to a facility. It says that it is not limited to a public facility or a physical facility or a place. That's never been before in the history of our country that a public accommodation is nothing. There's no place, there's no location, and and you can't identify who the person really is who's making the claim that you have discriminated against them. Mm. So you have all kinds of lawsuits uh, with this expansiveness and this vagueness, and the attorney general can get involved, and lots of fines and, and consequences. So a couple more specifics, and, and then briefly, I just want to talk about what the legal system could do to wear people down and, and destroy them, even if you end up winning a case. But Matt, let's say you have a Christian school, Christian high school, you have a 15-year-old boy who now identifies as a girl. He wants to, to compete with the girls in track and field, and therefore would be sharing a, a locker room with the girls. And the Christian school says, no, of course not. We're not going to do that. It violates our, our moral convictions and fairness to the girls and our religious values. Would they not be allowed to do this under the Equality Act? They would not. Uh, and again, it goes back to what you cannot do legally respecting race. You would not be able to do legally respecting LGBTQ. So imagine that you have a, a black and a Caucasian uh, on the uh, girls' team or the sports team. You, you can't say to that person, well, you can't compete because of your skin color. Or they're going to a competition or even a mission trip or a camping trip. 
well, you can't sleep with the white girls because your skin color doesn't match theirs. Of course, that would be discrimination, whether you're a church or, or a school. Churches, for example, are exempt from the uh, federal law requiring you can't discriminate on the basis of religion. You know, Christians can hire Christians and, right. and Jews can hire Jews. But this says that all of that is set aside. So you can't make those decisions with regards to LGBTQ. And if you do, you violate the law. All right. And, and I'm fleshing these out just because it sounds so impossible for folks to hear. I'm, I'm giving specifics. Right. Could it go as far as you have a young man, uh, openly gay, and identifies as a Christian and wants to apply for a, a youth pastor job in your church, and you say, well, no, we, we hold to biblical values in your you're openly homosexual and in a gay relationship. Sorry, we, we can't hire you. Would the church be forbidden from doing that? The Equality Act would certainly apply to that, uh, and you wouldn't have a federal religious freedom defense against this federal law that's imposing that on you for sure. Your only hope on something like that would be to defend under the free exercise of religion of the First Amendment and argue some uh, special exemption for what's called a ministerial exemption. But that's limited to a, a narrow area of churches or schools. So the bottom line is you would end up in lots of litigation over this. Mm. And anything less than the pastor, uh, certainly it would apply. And according to the Act itself, it's going to apply to the pastor or the teacher. The uh, other thing is, I mean, so it applies really across the board. And so if a church has uh, weddings uh, for uh, you know, just normal weddings. Then somebody comes up in the church and they want to use the facility for a same-sex ceremony, a same-sex wedding, and the church says, no, it's only for, you know, man and woman. Uh, again, that's a, an accommodation violation, and the church is liable. Yeah, friends, this is why many of us have been shouting out alarms and warnings for many years now, and, and it's for Moments like this, because this is where this has been going. This is why Matt Liberty Council and others have been so tirelessly taking stand. It's not that we hate people. We're, in fact, we're not trying to stop someone from living a life they live. As long as they're not breaking laws, that's between them and God. It's taking liberties from others. It's imposing something on others in an unfair way. And Matt, we've just got two minutes before we're done, but you've been on the front lines with David Delayden. You know what can happen when someone is litigated, even if you end up winning a case, this could take years of life. It could bankrupt you. I mean, this is not a situation we want to be in. No, the punishment is in the process, even if you win. Uh, defending Sandra Merritt in this case, and then David Leiden's also separately uh, being defended regarding the videos that they did exposing Planned Parenthood harvesting baby body parts, has been the most expensive defensive case that we've had in the history of Liberty Council since 1989. Hmm. And that defense, just on cost alone, will be $1 million, and, it, and the price is still going up in terms of our defense of it. And I think we ultimately uh, will win uh, at the end of the day, but it's the process that's the punishment, and certainly Sandra would never be able to have, and people just don't have that kind of money. But it is a very expensive process, and that's exactly what this would do. Even at the end of the day, you win. It's the process that's the punishment, and many will ultimately cave just because it's so expensive and they can't afford to continue. 
Yeah, and, and just the, the sapping of time and effort and energy and your whole life gets absorbed right. in this. Friends, don't let this happen on your watch. Go to lc.org forward slash HR5. Take action today. Call your representative. Email your friends. Send them the link. And stand with Liberty Council. Help them as they're on the front lines. Matt, I know your time is precious. Thanks for giving us so much time today. And by God's grace, we'll see victory here. Thank you, Dr. Brown. It's a pleasure to be with you. All right. One more time, friends. Go to lc.org forward slash HR5. Let's take action. This is not a matter of hating people or discriminating against people. It's a matter of saying, listen, religious freedom, these are essential values on which our country is found. And, and I, I am sure... There are people that identify as LGBTQ that do not want to impose this on everybody. We'll be right back. God of light, hear our cry. It's the Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. You know, friends, we get all kinds of interesting responses to messages we put out and videos we produce and articles and books. Some of them are more baffling than others. Like the person who responded to my article, if you haven't read it, it's asdrbrown.org, stream.org, elsewhere. Are you a fool, according to the Bible? Post it yesterday. I'm just going through scriptures in the book of Proverbs that talk about a fool, someone who is morally and spiritually deficient. And I said, I've examined myself by these verses many times and seek to root out foolishness and to cultivate wisdom. And look at this, look at the mirror with these verses and, and see how your own life lines up. And I saw one response to the article. I want a refund on, on all your books. <laughs> I read an article going through Proverbs, quoting lots of verses, and someone that wants their money back from buying my books. That's a new one. Hey, friends, welcome to the Line of Fire. This is Michael Brown. And we're going to talk about a very sensitive issue in a moment. Here's the number to call, 866-34-TRUTH, 866-348-7884. Very sensitive issue, and I'm doing it to help. I'm doing it to help, not hurt. I'm doing it to bring life, not death. I'm doing it to shed light in dark places, not to bring confusion, not to belittle people, not to mock people, not to attack, but rather to reach out and try to help those who are believing things that I'm quite sure are dangerously and terribly off base. So don't, don't turn me off. Please just listen for a moment. Let me say this first. Just finished speaking with Matt Staver, Liberty Council, about the Equality Act. If you missed any part of the broadcast, just take a moment now or before the day is out. Very important, today, Wednesday. February 24th, are we? Okay. Go to lc.org forward slash HR5. Find out about the Equality Act and act on it today. Call your local representative, your House representative, and urge them to vote against this. It is not a good bill. It is not a positive bill. It is a bill that would be a direct assault on religious freedom and conscience across America in the broadest, most shocking ways that you can imagine. 
2004, God began to burden me about gay activism in America. And I, I was wondering, well, why me? I don't come out of homosexuality in terms of my own background and testimony. I've never had a particular burden to minister to those who identified as gay, you know, a specific burden to reach out in that, in that way. There are a lot of things happening in the culture that are wrong and destructive. Why this and why me? And I quickly realized that this was the issue confronting us in this generation. This would be the great moral, cultural, spiritual issue that we would have to deal with together. And therefore, it was a matter of, of all hands on deck. It, it was, it was a, a, a matter of, of everybody getting involved. In other words, I don't get to sit this out. And I remember when I was asked to be on Tyra Banks to talk about transgender children, and I was recommended by Focus on the Family, I said, just so you know, my doctorate is not in psychology or, or psychiatry. I'm not, a, I'm not a counselor. My PhD is in Semitic languages. I want you to understand that. They said, no, 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 you're the right, you know, we interacted and said, you're the right person. So why me? Well, because we all have to be involved. And no sooner did God give me a burden about the activism that I knew in order to have God's heart that I needed to, to, to not simply have a burden against the activism, but a burden for people a real love for people, a real compassion for people also created in God's image and fallen like the rest of us, also for whom Jesus died like the rest of us. And that's when the Lord began to lay on my heart. It really came to kind of a head in early January, praying and fasting with, with friends in front of the Supreme Court on the anniversary of Roe v. Wade. Reach out and resist. Reach out to the people with compassion. Resist the agenda with courage. Reach out to the people with compassion, resist the agenda with courage. This is going back to 2004. I then began to speak and interact and, and, and started to get blacklisted and attacked for my stands and, and then worked for over six years compiling, putting things together, praying, learning, and wrote a queer thing happened to America. And then subsequent to that, Can You Be Gay and Christian? Subsequent to that, Outlasting the Gay Revolution. By God's grace, these books have been used to make real impact even in legislative houses and things, by God's grace, they have been used. And at the same time, we continue to pray for a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit among those who identify as LGBTQ, that they would truly come to know God and truly find wholeness in Him and turn away from everything that is the world's version or the flesh's version of what God has intended. So the Equality Act now is... is Things like this are the reason that we've been sounding the alarm for so long. Oh, by the way, by the way, I've also said for years we need hearts of compassion with backbones of steel. Hearts of compassion with backbones of steel. We, for the first time, have made Ask Dr. Brown t-shirts. And they say, it's, it's very nice shirt, on the back, big letters, hearts of compassion, backbones of steel. And we, we did these, on the one hand, to send a message. It's a, it's a great conversation starter. It's even first and foremost a reminder to you, hey, this is who I am. This is how I live. And then a great conversation starter as well, because it's not just gay and lesbian issues. It's a thousand different ways. We need hearts of compassion, backbones of steel, to follow Jesus with integrity in this day and age. At the same time, we are using this to raise funds for our missionaries that we support around the world. So if we sell one T-shirt or a thousand T-shirts, Every dime of profit is going to support our missionaries around the world. So we are 
This is not a money-making scheme on our end. It's a way of getting a message out and a way of bringing funds to support our missionaries. So if you want to get one of those shirts, go to askdrbrown.org, askdrbrown.org. Okay, Monday's broadcast, I said as loudly as we could, nothing is going to happen on March 4th in D.C. Donald Trump will not be inaugurated. Please, friends, we must move on. Please, can we put our focus where it belongs and seeking the Lord and being God's people, being disciples, making disciples. Can we get on with our commission and move on from these things? Nothing's going to happen. And will you please agree that if, if that date doesn't happen, that you won't keep moving the goalposts and setting up other dates. That, that was a major purpose of the show and wrote about that as well. I, I want you to see some of the responses that I got. Now, now, please hear me. This doesn't bother me. This is not poor me, all right? I, I don't, this is not terrible, people are mean to me. No, 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 this is my calling. Remember I said it to be a human dartboard. Let, let me be the one you, you throw the darts at. That, that's just fine. God's wired me for this. What I want to do is, is when I get that dart stuck in me, I want to look to see, okay, what, what kind of poison was in that dart? In other words, what's, what's troubling you? Why are you angry? Why are you upset? Why do you feel the need to lash out to me? Why, why do you feel the need to attack me with these words? So I can help you. That's it. I, I'm good. I'm blessed. I'm thriving in the Lord. I'm covered. I'm, I'm enjoying his favor and goodness, even though while there are times of burden, weeping in his presence, I'm, I'm good. Our, our ministry is, is doing fine by God's grace and with, with your prayer and support. Thank you. So I'm only sharing these things so you can see what's out there. And you would be amazed, friends. Since Monday, how many people have been contacting us and posting comments and writing privately saying, this is what's happening in my church. And the pastor is preaching these things. Now. I've lost some of my closest friends. I've had to separate from people. In other words, we're addressing this because this is out here. Now, before we're done today, I, I want to be as constructive as I can and as redemptive as I can in speaking to everyone who really thinks I'm wrong here. So please listen and, 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 and listen with an open heart. All right. So here's some of the responses. Uh, I was going to unfollow you as it's obvious you are a globalist puppet. This is for exposing these conspiracy theories. But then I thought about it, the old saying, keep your friends close, your enemies close. So I'm going to continue following it. It's good to know all of the globalist minions. So I'm, I'm somehow a globalist because I'm telling you that Donald Trump will not be inaugurated again on March 4th. That makes me a globalist. How about realist? Okay, how about this one? Sorry, Dr. Brown, but you sound like the lying, satanic world system. You would have been in the crowd yelling, crucify him. You would have been on the sides of the 10 spies report rebuking Joshua and Caleb. Afraid? I mean, it's, it's such a bizarre comment on every level. I, I feel terrible for the person that, that posted it. I actually tried to reach out and reason with, with this individual when I saw it posted, but... And I'm covering up the names because I don't want to embarrass anyone. Even though they posted publicly, I, I still don't want to embarrass them on national radio or international intranet. But the idea, that because I'm not somehow believing in the second coming of Trump or the resurrection of Trump back into the presidency now, that means I'm in unbelief and I would have wanted to crucify Jesus. It's such a bizarre, it's even hard for me to wrap my mind around where someone could be connecting those dots and my end, I'm, I'm so full of faith that God is God and Jesus is Lord and that the gospel triumphs and the kingdom of God is going to advance. The idea of fear doesn't enter my 
vocabulary, let alone my, my thought life. It's faith. How about, how about this one? This is in response to me saying Donald Trump will not be inaugurated March 4th. You, Dr. Brown, are obviously a wolf in sheep's clothing. In, in other words, if you don't hold to this particular gospel, this conspiracy gospel, this re-inauguration of Trump gospel, then you're not a Christian. I mean, you say, why are you addressing this, Dr. Brown? This is why. This is pervasive. Pervasive. How about this? False teacher. Run from this guy. He's part of the Illuminati. I block trolls. Ah, they didn't even spell Illuminati right. If you're going to accuse me of being part of the Illuminati, at least spell it right. Here, here, here are a few more. Does this false prophet teacher ever teach Christ crucified? Seems he's always pointing fingers. I actually teach Christ crucified all the time. Post on it and put up blurbs and all kinds of, all the time. Always pointing to him. Absolutely. But when I expose this error, now I'm a false prophet. How about this one? Dear Mr. Brown, you've been spreading a lot of rumors against our president and against true prophets. You need to stop. You need to stop. Multiple exclamation points. Okay, so when prophets said Donald Trump would be inaugurated January 20th, and he wasn't, when they guaranteed eight consecutive years, and that hasn't happened, and I'm saying let's have accountability here, I'm now spreading lies about president and true prophets. See, reality now no longer has any meaning. Facts have no meaning when people embrace delusion. And, and if this is you that I'm speaking to, it can happen to anybody. Anybody can get caught up, even with sincere motives. But reality needs to set in and your hope needs to be put one place only. Jesus, 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 crucified and resurrected. That's where your hope is. It's the Line of Fire with your host, activist, author, international speaker, and theologian, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Get into the Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. So I got an email from a friend of our family today, part of a group of praying ladies. They go after the Lord, strong Trump supporters, prayed often for him. Now they're going to D.C. to pray for the Biden administration as our current president, praying for the Biden administration. And we're making plans to be there in early March. Got a note saying it's really hard for us to get a hotel room March 4th in D.C. Oh, wonder why. Wonder why that is. Here, check out, again, some responses. The Monday show, I wanted our viewers and listeners to know how widespread the reporting is about March 4th and concerns that there's going to be a violent attempt to do something in D.C. March 4th. Therefore, the National Guard has been asked to stay on. Don't want to have the same crazy mess that happened on the on the 6th of January, when, when, for whatever reason, the police were not ready for the storming of the Capitol. So I, I don't expect anything like that to happen, but I don't, I don't know. I'm not in that circle. I don't know what people are actually thinking. But I, I wanted folks to know that this is being widely reported. So I, I just posted a, a couple of links to major secular news sources so people would be aware. All right, so here's one response. You are reporting articles from Newsweek, CNN, and Salon. 
Anyone listening any further to you posting fake news and utilizing it as a position for your argument is lacking discernment. And it's got a, you know, a bunch of people giving a thumbs up or a few giving a thumbs up. Isn't that wild? In, in other words, according to this, if I give you a weather forecast from CNN, I'm now suspect because I'm quoting fake news. I mean, that's how extreme the view is, that anything being reported on one of these secular sites is therefore fake news. Whereas in point of fact, some of them are going back to Christian sources and Christian websites for their information. But if, if it's posted anywhere else, I'm liking discernment. Anyone listening to me is liking discernment because it's all fake news. This is the scary thing. You see, this is how people cut themselves off from reality, on the left or on the right. Look, there are people who think Donald Trump is a million times worse than his worst day because all they do is listen to, to news that is extreme news on the left. And there are other people that think that Joe Biden is, is literally Satan incarnate and the Antichrist because all they do is listen to news on the radical right. All right, how about this? And this is a guy using some Jewish mocking name. That's why I left it up. I'm not going to quote it. I suppose five dancing Israelis is conspiracy. Also, Brown, USS Liberty. We know that the small hats are, are up to and they're Zionist New World Order. In other words, here's an anti-Semite, a Jew hater, all right, saying, oh, yeah, you say conspiracy theories are wrong. Actually, the Jews were behind 9 Israel was behind 9-11. And, and the Jews are ready to take over the world. That's what we call small hats. This is the, some of the sickness that's out there. That's the reason I wrote Christian anti-Semitism that just came out a few days ago. Now, just so you know, we get tons of people thanking us for what we do. And again, I, I'm reading these things to you just to tell you, we, we've hit a nerve, friends. There's a lot of deception out there, and we're doing our best to, to help in as patient and gracious a way as we can, and not to condemn, but to say, please wake up to reality. That's why I talk about dates in advance, so that when they happen, the people, you're being self-righteous. No, I'm telling you in advance, I know for a fact, I know for a fact before God that Donald Trump will not be inaugurated on March 4th, okay? I'm 100%, a million percent, a trillion percent sure. So I'm putting it out in advance so, so that you say, oh, okay, all right, so this guy's trying, to, trying to, to tell us something, and then March 4th comes, okay, please don't move the date again. Please, it's been moved enough. Please don't move the date again. But we get tons of encouraging words like this one. Let me just read it to you uh, from Hope. Dr. Brown is doing a thankless job that must be done. If some of the comments that speak favorably of Q, it would be nice if Dr. Brown would stop mentioning Trump altogether, but alas, he has to in order to counter the Q deception. Though nothing Dr. Brown says will convince them, he must continue his. God save you, Michael Brown. You are the Micaiah of the evangelical world, although the Ahabs and Zedekiahs will strike you down. I find it fitting that both Mikael, Michael, and Mikhayah, Micaiah, mean the same thing. Who is like God? Who is like Yah, Yahweh? And thankfully, there are other voices out there, but Micaiah was the one saying that all the prophets who were guaranteeing Ahab's victory were wrong. And he was the one saying they were all wrong. Now, thankfully, there are plenty of other Micaiahs now. But the fact is, sometimes you have to speak things that are unpleasant. Sometimes you have to, it's been a calling my whole life to say often the majority gone in the wrong direction. Often the majority opinion is the wrong opinion. And, 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 and here's what's happened. I, I asked on Twitter today, so many people were saying, yeah, I've lost friends over this. Someone posted on YouTube, a friend of mine, PhD in theology and philosophy, how to cut him off entirely because he's completely absorbed with Q and expects me to believe it. And 
Others, do I have to leave my church now? It's what my pastor's preaching. Others saying, yeah, we're having Bible studies about it and how the prophecies are lining up with QAnon. So what's drawing people in? Is it that people just one day got up and said, I'm going to be deceived today. I think I'm going to be deceived. No, who, who would do it? So, so what, what is it in terms of, of drawing people in? Why are many supporting? I asked that on Twitter. Well, one thing is revulsion with some of the radical leftist agenda, be it pro-abortion, be it pro-transgender extremism, be it attack on religious freedoms. It's very disturbing to see where the left, the radical left, wants to go. Very dangerous. The idea that Trump was unusually raised up by God to combat this with all of his warts and flaws, and therefore, just like he amazingly made it the first time that something's going to happen the second time, but he was kind of like the wedge in the door to stop this from happening. And then the, the real skepticism towards leftist news, fake news, and so much of it is exaggerated and, and unbalanced, and you have a lot on the right as well, a lot of extremes and imbalanced reporting. But in any case, so extreme skepticism towards, yeah, you just can't believe anything you're hearing, right? That's where it goes. You can't believe anything you're hearing. We, and then the appeal of secret knowledge, like we have the real narrative here. And then who, who among us does not gasp with shock at the idea of, of sexual trafficking of children? I mean, is there, is there a worse thing you could think of or imagine, a, a crueler act? And now allegedly this ring and Democrats leading it so... And, and then, you know, the Jeffrey Epstein thing happens. And others like, wow, there's something to this. So, so people now get, get pulled in. But in point of fact, as, as we talked when I had Jim Beverly, Dr. James Beverly on my show talking about his new book, QAnon Deception, that, that, he, that he, he has in his book a letter from 100 organizations and, and leading individuals who are on the front lines of combating sex trafficking, human trafficking, trafficking of children. And they all said, QAnon is hurting our cause. QAnon is not dealing with reality. Please, if you care about the kids, step away from this. So maybe you got pulled in. Concern for America. Concern about leftist agenda. Skepticism towards left-wing news. Concern about children. Want to see justice. What you have to say is, okay, I, I started with good reason, but it's false. It's false. It's false. Like many realized after inauguration, we've been played. It's false. The alleged secret military information. Enough people in the military say bogus, bogus, bogus. And then you mix in a little truth. So friends, with love, with love, I say step back. And here's what you do. Refocus. Forget the news for a week, for a month. All right? Do something about the Equality Act. Contact your local representatives, lc.org forward slash HR5. All right, lc.org forward slash HR5. Do it today, Wednesday, or first thing, Thursday morning, if that's when you can do it. So get involved there, but then step back. You know, the news is going to happen whether you know it or not, and, and just spend time in the Word, spend time in prayer, and then say, Lord, I want to be used to make a difference. What can I do in my community? What can I do to make a difference I'm sure there are a whole lot of assignments waiting for you, and God wants to use you in a fresh way. And then go back to just preaching Jesus, preaching Jesus, preaching Jesus. Let's take, that, that's my goal. I want to talk about these things to help wean us off of them, to focus on what really matters. Uh, let's go to a quick call here. 
uh, to Anil in Chicago. We've only got about two minutes, so go for it, sir. Yes, uh, I've been attending um, you know churches in America for now 25 years, and I observed that there's a lot of uh, emphasis on submit to authority. And actually, I believe this is one of the root causes why there's so much uh, <clears throat> attraction to conspiracy theories rather than seeking out the truth and uh, uh, thinking independently. Like they do not believe, American churches do not believe in the priesthood of the believer, you know. And like 1 John says, uh, we all have the anointing. They believe only certain people have the anointing. And rather than uh, encouraging people to have a private uh, religion, uh, you know, faith in Jesus, it is a corporate submit to authority. And there is a like a caste system in the American church. You know, the establishment, the pastors, the pre- worship leaders, the seminary graduates, and the rest of us in the pews. So uh, yeah, I'm telling and, you, the root cause comes from this. Yeah, from I, just following. Yeah. Now I, I appreciate. I'm only jumping in just because of time's sake, sir. But the clergy laity distinction is not in the Bible. God does raise up leaders, and leaders play an important role. They are shepherds. But the the goal of the leaders to equip the the body to go out and do the work of ministry. And yes, we are all priests, and we all have a relationship with God. I think Paul wrote letters just to the believers in Corinth. He didn't write all the letters to the leaders, right? He wrote letters to to believers. So. You might say, that's what I'm doing now. I'm just seeking things out on my own with Q, but, but now you're looking to somebody else. So let's pull away from so many of the things that get our attention as priests to God. Thank you, Anil. I appreciate it. And let's, be, let's go back to loving Jesus and worshiping God and not even thinking about politics or who's in the White House or Trump's future or anything. Focus on worshiping the Lord. Ask him to help restore you to your first love and then go about blessing people with the gospel. Let's start there and get our focus back.